How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, baby. Hello, my love. Ready to talk about some sex. Yes, I am. In the most sexless time I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Are you masturbating? Yeah, so I am still, uh, but I'm, but at, but not as much. <laughs> so, so really? okay, wait. Uh, two weeks ago, we had talked. Last week was two weeks a, ago. I challenged you to a yeah, year of celibacy. Yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. So, so right. So that happened, and because um, last week we didn't really put out an episode because I was, I was, I was too upset. Uh, we were too upset. Yeah. The province was too upset, and I just didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, but two weeks ago, you were like, you challenged me to a year of celibacy, and I was kind of biting. I was kind of like, maybe I'll toy with this a little bit. Now it's been two weeks. Jesus Christ, it's been two weeks. That's fucking crazy, man. Time's flying. Um. But I, I did have someone message me after that conversation with like true deep concern. 
And they were like, I don't know if that's healthy. I don't think you should. Uh, I don't think you should dive headfirst that quickly into just like nothing. And I didn't. I I read the message, and when I first read it, I was like, you don't know me, whatever. And then, like fifteen minutes later, I was like, you know what? They're probably right. Uh, maybe I should like cool my jets here. So so. I have been still masturbating, but to a uh, much l- much less amount. So so I'm not doing it as much. I'm I'm limiting I'm limiting it to once a day, <laughs> and that's if that's if I do it once a day. I've gone a couple of days where I haven't. Um, mm-hmm. and so and so that that's where I stand with that. And and to be honest with you, I actually feel I feel a little bit I feel um I feel less uh how do I how do I word this? I feel less animalistic and and uh and like primal and uh a little more sane. You know? Oh, interesting. I feel a little I feel a little bit more clear. Okay. Interesting. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I, 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 I wasn't, um, I wasn't necessarily anticipating that, uh, as an outcome. I didn't think you were going to do the year of celibacy, but I was impressed by how you tried it on for a minute. Hey now. Hey, hey. No, no, no. I, I, I mean it. I think, I think, Whatever very qualified person reached out and told you that now is probably not a good idea. Probably they know this because of they've studied it in science or they they uh, they have some sort of factual evidence that it could in fact be harmful for you. You know what they I'm did? Sure. They, they they didn't. Uh, I, I it was I don't even know where it came from. It, it was it was an Instagram direct message. Couldn't tell you if it was like directly to me or if it was to turn me on. And also they didn't write anything in terms of like credentials or any sort of study. It literally was just like, yo, I wouldn't do that. So that's so <laughs> so I don't fucking know. Yeah, it was literally it came to me in a DM uh in a dream that I had uh a few <laughs> nights ago. So Dude, I'm telling you super qualified. Although I'm telling you, I've been having some fucking crazy dreams. I've been hearing this from everybody, but I think I'm not dreaming at all. Uh, it's probably because you are you smoking weed? I'm smoking too much weed. Yeah, I'm smoking too much weed. That's what it is. That's why you're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you stop, you're once right. you stop that, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have, you're gonna have double, you're gonna have double dose. You're gonna have the the dose of. Excuse me. I'm. Oh, this bubbly, this bubbly water is getting getting to me. <laughs> uh, you're gonna have the double dose. You're gonna get the the dose of of lost REM from not re- receiving true REM from the weed, which is gonna be like crazy dreams. And then on top of that, you're gonna get the the what I can only what I can only assume is like um, COVID um, fight or flight stress survival dreams. And I don't mean okay. that like like dreams that are, are you trying to survive. I mean that whatever's I think whatever's happening right now. I read this really interesting thing. Uh, it was a tweet actually that was retweeted by my 
one of the loves of my life, my my grade 12 um, drama teacher, and I don't mean love as in lover. I mean love as in um, someone that I will love uh, 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 to, to the... To the to the the ends of the universe and back for the rest of my my eternal being because she's shaped me, she's 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 taught me who to be as a human, and uh, she means yeah. a lot to me. But anyway, she retweeted a tweet, and the tweet was about it was about creativity, and the tweet was about someone who was like, "Hey, are you finding these times hard on your creative output? Are you finding these times hard on on like your like do you, do you find it hard to 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 write? Do you find it hard to find um, uh, motivation to 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 cultivate, you know, the the art that you you typically go towards when you ha- you know when you when you're feeling creative? Do you feel, find this time hard to to be productive in general? And uh, and if so, here's why. And it, it was like you are you are in a you're in a mode of survival right now. It, although it might seem like not the case. Um, things are so fucked up right now in the world that deep down within you, in your psyche, some part of you is like within this state, the stress state of like fight or flight. And your reptilian brain. Yeah. And so and so it's it's the the other parts of you, you know, the creative side of you, the 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 side that that needs to focus on like work, the side that needs to focus on the tasks that need to be, get done throughout the day. That side of you is like is being fucking muted because there's this other part of your brain that's going, no, 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 that doesn't matter. That shit doesn't fucking that we don't need to focus on that right now. We need to focus on survival. And I read that and yeah. I I was like, oh, that's really that's really interesting. I've never really thought about it that way not necessarily feeling that myself you know i feel pretty creatively driven right now i feel pretty productive in in the sense of like of creativity but then i started thinking about cuz i too am hearing all these people say that they're having these fucked up dreams yeah and so i'm going what if it's what if it's that what if these dreams are are coming from this mode of of like this reptilian survival instinct that we have and so, you know, like we are there that we are our brain is running a little hotter than it normally would because of that 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 little added dose of survival um in our day to day. And then so when we go to sleep, we are our brains are just like firing off way, way more intensely than they normally would. Now, this is all complete fucking bro science. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but there's a thought. I'm trying to look it up right now because I did see um, an explanation um, for why we were having all these crazy dreams. I, you, and when I say I saw, I mean I saw a headline and I didn't read it. You, you um, headline whore. That's it, I. That's me. That's what I do. Yeah. So I, I don't read uh, shit. It's Smithsonian Magazine, oh, Insomnia, and Vivid and Vivid Dreams on the Rise uh, with COVID nineteen anxiety. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, let me just see if there's anything in here. You know, because like, you know, there's some, there's neuroscience in there. You know that the brain is absolutely is in survival mode in terms of like, it's so relatable to the yoga framework mm. as well. It's like if you have mm-hmm. a wobbly foundation, which everything's fucking wobbly right now. Everything's wobbly. Nothing is certain. And... um and everything is uncertain. And so 
um, it's really hard to stabilize personally. Um, it takes a little more effort to just stabilize and, and Mm. be like, okay, I have food, I have water, I have shelter, but it's almost like we have to continually check on that every day for a lot of people you know, that's financial. That's a financial stress Mm. every day is like, can Mm -hmm. I keep a roof over my head and can I keep food in my belly and in the bellies of my family members? And it's, Mm -hmm. and it's very hard to, you know, my sister told me, my sister Tara, she's, she's such a, she is a poet. Um, and she, we were just having, she's a poet in conversation though. We were having a conversation the other day about, um, the rubble, like what's left after the earthquake Mm. and like what's still standing and like where are little bits of life like, you know, sprouting up um, out of the rubble, what's growing. Um, Mm. And the visual was such a strong, it was so, it just worked so well for me that Mm. that sort of metaphor and. uh, She has such a way with words. Yeah. But like you can imagine it's it's hard to it's one thing to survive, it's another thing to survive and thrive. And yeah. so I think creatively speaking, so this the teacher that you're speaking about that that you'll love forever is has become one of my creative partners. Yeah, Aaron, and, Aaron um, Morris, uh, shout out to Aaron Morris, Miss Morris to me mo yeah. mo to me i mean we, we she goes by mo to me but whatever <laughs> um she's awesome and uh she is awesome and and uh i can't remember how fucking crazy that. is it that, that i mean like okay i'm sure our listeners don't give a flying fuck but how crazy is it that you and mo work or like are like creatively like that your lives have like come together oh man i just love that yeah. so much the the two the it, two loves of my life just colliding in space and and creating and changing the world you know what a what a fucking i'm so i'm so uh lucky okay thank you baby i i feel really lucky too thank you for introducing me to to mo um so the smithsonian magazine says as national geographic reports as some people are doing less each day, their dreaming minds are digging deeper into their memories mm. to come up with information to process. Yet healthcare professionals are reporting vivid nightmares. Um, yeah, so it it uh, that that was the thing. It's like it's like our consciousness or our subconscious is reaching back into old memories to pull them forward. Yeah, you know, into the light and examine them. And I think you know we talk about that a little bit in in um we talked about it in a conversation we had that'll come out in an episode um sometime soon about uh about sort of like processing old beliefs and Mm -hmm. old things from the childhood and just being like why wait a minute why do i believe that it's not safe to express my needs you know that kind of sort of questioning yeah wait Um, why do i believe that if i cross my eyes and the wind changes direction they'll stay that way forever why do i believe that how many people's faces have you seen frozen in a in a goofy face, Jeremy? Just frozen for all of eternity. Uh, in real life, none. You know what's really funny though is uh, that notion. That, so I that I don't have we ever talked about that on the show? Silly, that, si- silly, li- that? yeah, yeah, silly little <laughs> side story. Um, uh, my dad, when I was a kid, told me because uh, I was I'm really good at crossing my eyes. Like I can do it right now. I can cross them and I can 
cross one and keep the other one straight. I'm really good at like, I can do both eyebrows one at a time. If you're, if you, no one can see this because it's a podcast, but I can assure you that each eyebrow is going up and down, up and down individually isolated. So I have a lot of these, you know, uh, pretty impressive facial skills, I would say. And um, I would I would fuck around with that shit around the house. And my dad would be like annoyed, I guess, or something like, you know, doing it too much. And he although I feel like other parents have said this to their kids where my dad was like, yo, stop that. If you if you keep your eyes crossed and the wind changes direction, they'll get stuck. And that scared the fucking bejesus out of me, you know, as a I don't know, four year old, five year old little clown. And so uh, I believed that until I was like 15 or 16. And I said it um, to my friend who was crossing his eyes at me in front of him and his father and my friend's father, who is kind of a prick, um, like military dude, kind of like like scary dad guy that like no bullshit. And he made me feel like such a fucking idiot. And uh, anyway, so I'll never forget Ugh. that. Um, but uh, why why did I bring that up? Um, well, we were talking about how dreaming we're pulling uh, yeah, old yeah, beliefs yeah, 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 yeah. Right, out right. of the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was for that very important, mm-hmm. very important reason. Yeah, I don't know. No dreaming, smoking too much weed. I think I really got to, I, I think I really got to reevaluate my cannabis consumption yeah only only because you know i've been like a lifelong user of some of my whole adult life and um you know pretty much daily and i love it for certain things but right now i feel like the negative um effects and i say i don't like using the words positive and negative but i would say some of the downfalls um are that it when I so I I usually use cannabis as a way to sort of isolate myself a little bit. Like I don't like to do it with other people. I like to consume it by myself and yep. like do a bunch of yoga for hours, or you know, write or r- go for a run, or like all of the activities that I do, um, that I extra enjoy when mm. I'm when I've got a little bit of cannabis in me. But one of the things that I cannot do. When I'm stoned is um, talk to other people. Yeah, same. Fuck. I'm so... Uh, yeah, I can't. And like, say I have a day, like, it's a, it's a slow day. I don't have a ton to accomplish or, you know, I've worked really hard or whatever. And it's like, or it's just Tuesday and I want to smoke weed when I wake up. Um, on those days, then it gets to the afternoon and I'm like, okay, I've been isolating now all day. Like, even if there is someone in the room smoking weed with me, I'm not, we're not doing, it's not an activity we're doing together. Um, yeah. And, and I just can't have any other barriers right now to connecting with people because mm. uh, it, it, it's like a day will go by and I'll be like, well, there's like, I want to call so-and-so it's their birthday, but I just, I'm a blabbering idiot right now and I won't make any sense and it'll be uncomfortable. And those are the kinds of things you know because you're because you're hot because you're high you're saying that oh yeah i think i i think i yeah yeah you know what high because i'm high (laughs) yeah okay let's let's talk about that for a second um i i feel like maybe you should challenge yourself 
All right. So, so my challenge is to, uh, just to, just to give my dick a little break. And then your challenge is to, um, is to maybe when you have that feeling of like paranoia that you are judging yourself while you're high is to like lean into that discomfort and go to that place. And That's what I do. I get my journal out and I go, you are so dumb. No, Why did no, no, you do no, this no, again? No. You've been doing this for years. You said you were never going to no, do this again. No. And that I was mean, yesterday. I mean, call the person. <laughs> I mean, call the person and like oh. go, all right, I'm going to. Tell gonna... them how much I hate myself. No, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm talking just to have the conversation. <laughs> have the conversation with the person, even though in the back of your head, you're like, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of having that paranoia. Let that paranoia yeah. be there, but like go through that experience of having the conversation with them, and then yeah. and then check yeah. in check in the next day when you're sober to see, you know, or or just like cut out the weed period. But like if you're gonna continue to use use THC, which mm-hmm. I you know I I don't I don't see a problem with that as long as you know as long as it's like you feel like it's not negatively affecting you. If you're gonna keep doing it, then uh go, like learn from it you know go into that yeah. go into that paranoia and like because like i don't know for myself when you know talking about the use of drugs to benefit you like that's um you know i'm i'm still microdosing on a very consistent schedule every third every third day and that's been my like that's been my go-to is like all right when things when i start to like feel discomfort rising somewhere within me then i'm i'm trying more and more to focus on like just walking straight into it fucking arms wide open eyes closed like chin up and just go all right here like i'm 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 going in i'm gonna go right into the the storm and and then and then what happens after you know like what how do you feel after that the next day usually not too bad well, the thing is, is one of the other pitfall or the downfalls of it is that it, it fucks with my short-term memory mm. as well. Um, and so giving the person a call the next day or even having, even being able to um, sort of reflect on my own state <coughs> that w- when I'm not like a little bit stoned um, is an ideal. And, and it's the short-term memory thing that 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 gets me because... Like say for example, the other night I called one of my good friends out in in on on the West Coast, and you know we've been friends since we were ten. Um, those are the friends I feel like I really want to connect to. I, like I I I want to be myself again at ten years old. Mm. Um, and so I get on the phone with her, and you know I'm sitting out in my camper van because it's like private, and we can just talk about shit and. Um, I'm having a glass of wine and I'm smoking a joint and, um, and then we had a great conversation. I I don't know. We talked for like an hour and then I went in to make dinner and then, and then like I had to remind myself about the things that she told me that were going on in her life because the next time I call her, I want to remember the things we talked about, you know? Right. And that's, and that's, and I've found that a few times with like some of these quarantine conversations, these hangouts, these Zooms, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm drinking wine, I'm smoking weed, it's like whatever, and we're laughing, we're having a great time, and then the next day, 
and you know, it's my own, it's my own relationship to hangovers and guilt and whatever, but Mm. just that feeling of like, Oh, you know, like it almost invalidates everything that I felt good about the night before, you know? Right. Right. But, um, but, but overall, like, uh, overall, you know, whether it's pot or whether it's sex or whether it's, um, uh, booze or, or whatever, like I, I feel in me this, um, this like, especially right now, I think I'm in this phase of, of isolation where I'm starting to feel like a bit desperate for something new. And so my day will go by and like maybe I'll have a smoke weed in the morning or maybe I'll have like some wine, you know, at at lunchtime or whatever. And like that's, you know, once once I start, I, I can't stop or I get very cranky. Um, so so I but like I have this fixation of like I just need something to like alter the experience that I'm having to just change it up a minute, like to right. change up the day to like break up the day in some way. And uh and yeah, it's it's just a really interesting, the shadow, I, will, I think it's referred to as like the shadow side, hmm. like meeting myself in those places and be like, Bridie, why do you, why do you, what like, why, what is it about that, you know, behavior that like weird critic Bridie up, you know, that one, that one really critical voice in my head is like, you know, that's not good. You're not being good. You're not being good. You know, you, you know better. The, that kind of shit. the entire time that I've known you, you've had this, uh, you've had this, this reoccurring, like two, three, maybe four times a year. This, like <laughs> this, 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 like this thing where you're like this, your relationship to pot and the way it, the way it waxes and wanes like throughout the year where mm-hmm. you'll just like catch you, you seem to catch yourself <clears throat> and not be and not feel great about the way that you're using it and then mm-hmm. like all of a sudden you won't touch it for a long time and then you'll and then and then you'll the then you'll you'll find it again and you'll find it in a way where it's like wow this is really paying off and like this is beneficial to me and and I'm 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 le- I'm enjoying this and and you find the joy in it and then and then that goes for a certain period of time and then and then you get to where you are now again and it's yeah. like rinse recycle repeat over and over and over again so it's you're just my, you're just you're just it's in your my cycle, wheel yeah you're just it's, a, like, it's my wheel of suffering yeah what's yeah, that yeah. called duca yeah 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 it's, yeah, my wheel duca. Of suffering. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because um you know, I'm hanging out with my dad and he's a, he's a confessed addict. You know, he's been sober 33 years, but it's, it, I, I see him, you know, he has gastric cancer and he didn't know until it was like stage four. And even with like taking care of him and asking him like, are you, are you in pain? Do you need medicine? Or like, are you hungry? Do you need food? He's basically been like, you know, for so, um, for so long, he couldn't trust his impulses um, that his impulses were, were, were impulses to do things that would be healthy for him. So he just kind of shut down Mm. hearing messages from his body or stopped listening to all of them. Like, you know, you've seen my dad, you know, out and about until he's absolutely on the brink of exhaustion. You know, he just doesn't know when to stop. And I, and I feel like that that's a, 
again, it's one of those like, oh, there's something in that that I learned. Mm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I, and I think that I do that with relationships as well. I think I, I'm like, I'm always sort Definitely. of questioning my relationship to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whatever, you know, uh, it's a fucking exhausting. E- Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's fascinating to watch from the sidelines. Um, <laughs> it's what makes what, me love you. Uh, that's what you get a life partner for. That's yeah, yeah. You just get to yeah. It's a show. It's a it's a it's a it's the longest running series that you will mm-hmm. ever watch, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it's 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 better written than any HBO series ever ever made. Um, and three or four times a year, you get to go, uh, 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 I've seen this before. I've seen this plot before. Yeah, and just fast forward. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know what's new in my life is um, is uh, this fucking mustache. Uh-huh. Is it getting you laid? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, if a- actually, if anything, I've, I've I've been getting literal like literal messages of hate uh, um, on social media. But you know what? I fucking like it. I it looks good, babe. I like my mustache. I love this mustache. <laughs> I, I ha- now now it was it was originally a handlebar mustache, um, which I really did like. But also, I was I was I was very scared of it too. So and yeah. I had a I had a. I had a an engagement, uh, an interview with <laughs> with like a, a pretty reputable um, uh, organization, and so so and it was it was it was video it was like broadcasted out to the world. So I was like, I'm not going to do this with a handlebar mustache. I looked like Hulk Hogan, um, a young You're- a young vibrant <laughs> Hulk Hogan, uh, a young vibrant, very pale Hulk Hogan. That's what I looked like, and. Uh, and, but anyway, I, I shaved in like just this mustache as is. And here's the thing. Here's what I've noticed. All right. So I've been looking at my face a lot. Um, but, you know, Zoom. I saw, I saw a meme that, the other day that came out. I was like, here's here's what a Zoom meeting is. It's like, you know, and it was like different timelines. And, the, and you know, one timeline was like this one thing. The other was this other thing. And the other timeline that was like from start to finish was just me looking at myself. Um <laughs> And so, you know, I, I like I, I get it. I'm I'm looking at myself a lot these days, and I've noticed that with this mustache. Okay, you looking at it? Yeah. I usually have a beard, and my beard makes me look quite older. My beard, yeah. like I would say, my beard adds like f- five years to like the age of my my face. Uh, okay. In a good in a good way, I think it makes me just look a little more, more mature. But when I shave, when I shave all the way down to the skin, I look very boyish, right? Now, mm-hmm. with this mustache, I've got it's... that boyish charm. I've got that boyish lightness, but there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of daddy in there. There's a little bit of a little bit of uh, authority, you know, a little bit of grown up, but with a mm-hmm. lot of boy. Yeah. So yeah. any, anyway, uh, mustache rides are currently they are free, uh, and if you uh, if you're looking to sign up, um, you can go to uh, uh, I I want a mustache ride at gmail dot com and just uh, send your emails there, <laughs> and uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out how to 
how we can set that up. Yeah, you were you were talking about how expressive um, and articulate you can be with your eyebrows. How 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 can you do with the? Can you alternate different sides of? Oh my God, you can! Whoa, <laughs> you can make so many different faces. It's like looking at a down a kaleidoscope. It's pretty fucking crazy, man. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's actually that was a filter I've been using on uh, on Zoom here. <laughs> kaleidoscope face. Yeah, this mustache isn't even real, dude. Uh, do you got a? Well, this has been silly. Do, do you have a? Do you have a just the tips, Bride? Um, sure. Why not? Okay. Um, so last week or um today's tuesday we put this out on wednesday this this wednesday on sunday um april 26th which was last sunday i did a somatic movement practice with a handful of um our patrons and it was super fun and i you know i'm not i'm always advocating for more movement and more play <laughs> and more just like sh- getting your getting your stress out of your body through movement. And, um, and so, um, today or yesterday I added on to my little movement routine. I added a 35 minute vocal warm up to my routine, um, which you can get on, uh, I got, I just, I like went into my iTunes and was like, can I find a playlist that just has like, a track for warming up vocally and um yes you can so i've been doing this uh this this vocal warm-up 35 minute vocal warm-up from jacob's jacob's vocal academy and um i think there's like a 60 minute one as well and i've done it a couple times and honestly it it's it's really good for your lungs like it feels great once you you really have to like get big large quantities of oxygen into Mm. your lungs like expand your rib cage Mm. and then the um to to be able to carry a sound for as long as you need to carry it to do these scales or whatever um you have to have quite a bit of control over your diaphragm Mm -hmm. and the the speed at which you release the sound and you also have to try to relax your throat and your neck and your face so that the power is really coming from the lungs and down below. And then the exercises that you're doing are very standard vocal exercises for, for singers and for mostly for singers, but singers and speakers will benefit from this. And, um, it gets you to go to ridiculous, uh, like pitches and, 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 and you will, you know, it will, it will sound and feel so silly to try to hit notes that you can't hit. And if there's nobody else around to like judge you, it is such a fun exercise in like how high can you go? Like Mm. you get this resonant sound in your nose and your jaw and it's like, and then if you sound ridiculous, it's hilarious and you can make yourself Mm. laugh. Yeah, I will say this: if if any if you know we've we've brought, we've talked about voice work and and movement work based on our our acting training a, a number of times on the show, um, but I will say this: if you've never done voice work where you've felt the resonance within the the like within your sinuses and your face, there is 
there is no greater feeling. I love mm-hmm. that fucking sensation of mm-hmm. of like exploring all of those just the vibrations of through that and 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 if you've never done this before it won't really make sense but when you when you hum and like and 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 explore your your sort of register in in terms of your octaves and 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 how to use your voice and where you can place the sounds that your voice makes you you kind of tap into these like these hollow points in your sinuses and your face and like this is how like people do accents, you know. It's like if you hear someone mm. speaking with a Scottish accent, they're not they're they're the the sound the the sound waves that are coming out of their face are coming out from different directions. That's why they have the accent that they have, right? Like it's yeah. uh, it's uh, it's just such a it's such a it's such a unique feeling. It feels really uh, really satisfying. It's like a, it's like scratching a really good itch. You know? Yeah, and I and I will say as well that um, that uh, no fuck, what was I gonna say? I was trying to get back to you on your video here. Um, that oh fuck, it's gone. Just give me one second. <laughs> it's a sec. Okay, all right. Uh, um, Wait, I mean, it was did, important. I'm taking you my. You got a point. Okay, just... okay, okay. No, I do. No, no, I do no, have no, a point. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. No, but it's gone now. I lost. The point's it. gone. No, you just lost the video. You don't need the video for the point. I lost the oh point. Oh, my God. Uh, and I the, can't get I was, my video I, back. I was talking about, I was talking about how the good it feels. Yeah, the resonance and how, how it feels like scratching an itch. And it mm. feels so good. Yeah, whatever I was going to say was before. It doesn't matter. It's fucking gone. Cool, cool idea. So, uh, all right, that's a good just the tips, Brad. Um, I'm going to... So I, I think, you know, if anyone listened to last week's episode, you know that we had a, a bit of a hard week and uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've, been, I've been kind of going through my list of things that make me happy and things that, that bring joy to my day. And the interve- internet never, never ceases to amaze me in terms of how much the internet can brighten your day or how much it can like ruin your day. And so I've been trying to really focus on the things on the internet that really like make my day great. And I remembered a Reddit, a, a subreddit that is, uh, it's just the fucking best thing ever. If you've never been to, uh, the subreddit is r-d-g-d-a-g, all caps, it has to be capital, D G. D D G D A G, which stands for dogs getting dogs as gifts. So this entire subreddit is videos of fully grown dogs getting puppies as a gift or being introduced to their new brother or sister as a puppy. It's mostly golden retrievers. I don't know. Like it must be like a golden sort of like, like, you know, people who call their fucking golden retriever goldens. Like it must be a goldens thing where they, they like, they know to like take video of like your golden getting a new golden. Um, but, but there are other dogs too. Uh, you know, no, no, not throwing shade at golden retrievers. They're fucking, they're cute as hell. Um, but it's mostly golden retrievers, but it's these videos of like a full grown puppy and they'll like come up to a box and like they'll put their little head in the box. And then like from the box, this little, this little puppy kind of like pops out 
And the dog, the full-grown dog, who's meeting this new puppy for the first time, is so happy and is so like, like, you know, seeing a dog trying to communicate to a puppy, like, come with me, come with me, I'll show you all the things. And the puppy just like, like a puppy is just like going in every mm-hmm. direction, but also like so fascinated with like this bigger version of itself. Oh my God. It is the fucking simultaneously the cutest thing slash funniest thing slash sweetest thing like makes my fucking ovaries ache, you know? And I don't, I don't even have a, I don't even have sperm, let alone ovaries. And I, I feel the ache. So mm-hmm. our dash D G D A G all caps. And I swear to God, it will make your fucking year. It'll take 2020 and flip it on its head so that it's that's S O S O so, so that's a big, big statement. Wait, with that, with that 2020. Osos. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks, babe. That's a good just a tip. No, it's great. I think uh, definitely baby animals are the way to go um, if you need yeah. a break from the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, let's throw it to this week's episode. Uh, we're talking to a gentleman named Matt from the U.S. <laughs> and uh, Matt is has. Uh, I really like this conversation. It, we 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 spoke to a man who who has nothing but great things to say about the power of sex work. And uh, Matt was a um, Matt was I, I like. Would it be weird to say that Matt was a John? You know, like Matt. No, I. Is yeah, John, John is John and not is like yeah Matt yeah Matt's a John Matt's the John he's the John. Uh, Matt is a Matt's a guy who um, who came to to he found his sexual awakening through the aid of sex work um, through the aid of of hired sex work and uh, it's a really like uh, it's just a really nice tale I just it it, it it's a feel good story um, it's a great example of of why sex work can is is so important for so many people out there um and uh yeah i really i really enjoyed this this chat with matt me too um i hope you will all also um enjoy hearing from our our bud down in uh well i actually think that's synonymous so from somewhere in human space somewhere down there uh All right, we hope you enjoy this week's episode. And uh, uh, big shout out to all of our patrons. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, it means the world to us, and you're, you're keeping this podcast going. You truly are. And, uh, and to everyone else out there, we love you, and we hope you're staying safe. And enjoy this conversation. We'll see you on the other side. Mwah. I was talking the other day to Tara, my sister, about the, um, what were we were talking, we were talking about getting some film developed. 
I think maybe getting like nudes developed like at Walmart or whatever, where you'd have that place. Like, where a, like take film your... camera film. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I had a, uh, a roommate in college uh, back in the day who worked at one of the one hour photo places and he would bring back, he would occasionally bring in like, yeah, I couldn't develop this, but this was too hilarious, gross, something to not share. So he would bring it in and post it on our refrigerator. That's uh, I see. I was I always wondered about that. Like you, clearly that they're gonna see the photos that they're oh, developing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like So if you're taking if you're taking some like real kinky shit, like back in the day, mm-hmm. and you were going to get that developed at like Shoppers Drug Mart, you know, like they yeah. the the person who's working the counter is gonna be handing you that envelope, going. I know all your dirty secrets. Yes, I have seen all of your dirty secrets. I have yeah. developed all of your. I've color corrected all of your dirty secrets. <laughs> and you take those. You take those photos. Yeah. You're like, don't worry, baby. This is between you, uh, me, and the guy. And the guy down the road who works at the. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who developed the film. Yeah, that's where Polaroid was your best friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Polaroids, but you know what though? I there's something <laughs> very very hot about taking nudes with Polaroids. Yeah, my uh, my girlfriend and I have one of those little Instax uh, Polaroids. Same. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's super great. fun. Yeah, it, it's really fun. You know, you you take a couple of pictures, you fill around for a while, and you, you have pictures to look at while you're laying in bed. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Or something to slip into your wallet. You know, those little those little Instax, perfectly wallet fitting. Yes. Uh, Polaroids. Uh-huh. Yep. Just a little uh- bit smaller than a credit card. Uh, Bridie, I, I know I was uh, earlier, I was actually, I, I had forgot to hit record and I know that I told you to take the reins and then I just, we jumped into this fucking film conversation. So, and we weren't recording? And we, 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 we are now, but we are uh, recording now. yeah, so, uh, go, so go now, right ahead there. Now you'd like me to okay. take it away? <laughs> yeah, please. Okay. Um, I yeah. can't think of a way to segue from that into what we're <laughs> going to talk about. So back when you wrote in, in 2017, June 2017, I just looked mm-hmm. it up, um, you you wanted to mention a very specific uh, um, aspect of your sexuality, which was that you were a patron mm-hmm. of, of escorts. Yes, I had... Uh. Um, I had been a patron of escorts, uh, and I think when I actually wrote the email, it wasn't. It was still escorts and cam girls. Mm. Um, and when you sent me the email yesterday saying, "Hey, would you be available to do the? Uh, would you still be interested in being on the show?" It was like it's kind of going back in the wayback machine because the person I am now is not the person I was in seventeen, but the choices I made and the things I did in that time directly affected where I am now, if that makes sense. Interesting. So yeah. so you so you originally applied to talk about the fact that you were a patron of escorts mm-hmm. and, and utilizing um, like online services like Cam Girls. And that, that played a big role in your in your like sexual um, in I'd your like sexual being, like as as a sexual being? It helped me overcome some hangups and some things that I had, that my upbringing and my early, my life had put on me. Uh, it helped me understand that sex wasn't the, I grew up in a church, a very fundamental, uh, old school King James 1611 Bible church that did a lot of weird things to my head. And in, then I also, I also grew up, I, uh, you know, was exposed to porn at an early age. And a lot of that stuff just gets in your mind and screws with your head. 
Mm. Um, it's the guilt of wanting sex and of being told at the same time that sex outside of marriage is bad and you're going to go to hell and you're going to roast for eternity because you winked it to a picture of a naked girl. Right, right. You'll grow hair out of your palms. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to go blind. You're going to get hairy <laughs> yeah. palms. You know? yeah. Just all that crap. And uh, it took me probably until I was uh, – I'm 44 now. It took me until I was around 35 to 40 before I actually started engaging with that and realizing that uh, that where I was was it healthy mentally or emotionally. And the, um, the cam girls and the escorts, they helped me – realized that it's natural that I was an attractive guy and that I was desirable. Yes. Okay. So I am desirable for what I'm providing, which is the money, but it helped bridge the gap until Hmm. I could overcome all of that stuff that was back in my, in the back of my mind until I could overcome it and become who I am now. I really, I really love that. Um, because I feel like a lot of people probably associate, um, I think a lot of people associate like sex work as like uh, as like a shameful thing, you know. It, it, there, there's a lot of stigma behind sex workers, and so it's it's really nice to hear your take on it, where you're coming into sex with the, uh, you know the 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 immense weight of shame that comes with um, that unfor- really unfortunately comes with religion you know especially like catholicism you know it's just like you hear time and time again people talk about how how shameful they feel about about the idea of sex because of their background in in uh catholicism or or christianity and and so you're coming into it with that shame built up yet yet your 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 exploration into into um into utilizing sex work as a way to build to to like work yourself out of that shame is that there, there's something very uh, very very wonderful about that. I I I, I, I love that. Yeah, it was um, it was just it was like there was a pressure that needed to be released. You know, I mean, yeah, we can say you know, literally to, and figuratively, uh, yes. literally and figuratively. Yeah, there was a, there was an emotional <laughs> pressure, there was a mental pressure. Of, obviously a physical pressure that that felt like it needed to be released and you know masturbation and porn weren't doing it it actually took um interacting with actual human being Hmm. so um escort services versus Mm -hmm. cam girl services are, are very different in terms of like how you access them and i know that like accessing like accessing escorts means going out into the mm-hmm. community a little bit and you oh, yeah, know, I, I was, don't know what I it's was, like where you're from but it's not it's pretty sneaky you got to be pretty sneaky about it around well, these parts when i first saw an escort i was working in toronto okay and this was back when canada had just decriminalized uh everything because of the const- uh, some constitutional issue okay they were still trying to figure out how do we regulate it and how do we but this uh you're Sorry, I am an American. It was the Canadian Supreme Court or somebody had thrown out all of the laws saying, you know, these aren't just. And so this is when they were still trying to decide what was. So it was a very legal gray area where uh, it was available. It was accessible. They weren't enforcing any of the laws because they couldn't because they weren't sure what laws they could enforce. And this was also back when Backpage was still available. Mm-hmm. So Backpage uh, for people yeah, who might not that? know. Uh, what do you mean? 
Backpages, like what uh, for our listeners who might not be aware of what Backpages is. Backpage was a website that was ran by uh, originally started by the Village Voice in New York, and it was kind of a it's kind of like the Backpages of the newspaper. It's where you'd find all the classified ads. Uh, they also had some dating services, which usually ended up being uh, escorts. But they also had a dedicated adult work section, which was where. Uh, Girls who wanted to advertise themselves as escort, and again, there was a, what's the word I'm looking for? There were some criminal elements that were utilizing some girls. Right, uh, like some trafficking. Trafficking and stuff. After a while, you could kind of tell, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, that's definitely, that's not good. This is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are also other websites uh, that I use, like uh, there's one called P411, which is where you could actually go in and you could... You had to give them an email address from your company you worked for uh, and a couple of other things. It's been several years um, to verify that, hey, you're a human. You're not the you're not the police and you have been escorted. And as you saw, uh, girls who were providers who worked on there, who were members of 411, they could give you a uh, an okay. I don't know if you all are familiar with. uh, Basically, they would say, yes, I've seen this person. He's not the police. He was nice. You know, he didn't abuse me. He paid me on time. He paid me, you know, hmm. no issue, no drama. Uh, so you could get, a, you could build up a rating there where you were verified by fellow providers. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, Airbnb. Yeah. Very much, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. where they got their idea for uh, the and, whole rating system there. Interesting. Yeah, it may, it may have been. You can have like, a, there's like a whole like shared blacklist as well mm-hmm. of... Um, yeah, if I'm, not mis- if I'm not mistaken, there is a bl- yeah, there is a blacklist, and obviously, if you're a bad actor, you're going to get placed on the bad the the blacklist. So mm-hmm. you're, um, I was fortunate, or not fortunate, you know, I was raised quote unquote right, but didn't I guess I got approval from several of them. And so as you get approval from like one, it, the first one is a little awkward. It's like, hey, had a great time. Can you give me a positive rating on this website? Then as yeah. that, you know, it gets a little bit easier and then you realize you get more and more positive reviews and then people you approach on this website are more willing and open to start a conversation with you. Did Do you develop like consistent relationships with particular aspects? <laughs> um, unfortunately, the financial aspect precluded me from doing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. That's mainly, that's where I kind of went into the Camville range because that allowed me to uh, develop relationships with people at a much lower price point. Um, um, yeah, so I did have several that I saw multiple times, uh, and it was almost like a friendship. Um, just you're having a relationship with this person. Yes, you're paying for it. Uh, it's almost like extremely short duration, sugar daddy, sugar baby kind of relationships. Mm. Um, would you say, would you say, um, maybe what does it, I guess, look like to, um, like when when you say you were you kind of had confronted that you're feeling this this shame, um, can you maybe just like explain a little bit about what that looks like? Because we talk, you know, we'll touch on the cliche of like the Christian shame and and stuff like that, and and it exists and it's there. But like, you know, I didn't grow up in I grew up in the church as well, but I wouldn't consider myself I never really considered myself hindered sexually by the church and then when I started thinking about things in the last you know month or two and I'm like 
what you know looking at my own issues i'm like maybe there is a bit of christian shame so i wonder if you can illuminate what that looked like for for you in your life because i think that even though we may not know or feel like we're affected by it there it's in little insidious ways that that thread through our lives it does and you don't really think about it um at least in the forefront of your mind but it's always in the back of your mind uh for me it was I would try my it's I would try my best to fight the urge. It's like you know I'm gonna be a good Christian man. I'm gonna find a good good Christian woman. We're gonna only have sex missionary position and raise 2.5 kids and a dog. Um, but then it just becomes so much that there's the pressure to have to release or something just builds up, and I had to go take care of it. I had to masturbate. It was and then after I masturbated, I felt horrible. It's like, oh my God, I failed God. God's going to hate me. I'm going to go to hell. It was always the um, the threat of the the threat of the lash was always there. The threat of mm-hmm. hell, eternal damnation, because I can't control the base human desire. And the thing that really fucks with you is uh, it's a base human desire that the quote unquote God gave you. And he's also saying it's the whole, you know, here's this tree with all this knowledge. Mm. don't touch that mm-hmm. it's, Whereas gonna, if you, it's gonna feel yeah. real good but don't do it's it it's gonna feel really good it's gonna feel great it's gonna be awesome you're gonna know everything you're gonna be more godlike and everything uh, did, yeah, did just, you did you feel like he was watching you know like, uh, like, like when you were doing it and then afterwards you're like oh fuck it why, uh, why did i do that like did you like is it kind of the same yeah because i feel yeah. i feel weird about jerking off in front of bigby and like <laughs> and it can, and if i and i've done it and if i do i, I have this feeling of like oh fuck he, he saw me like I, yeah, I, I, there's um, a bit of shame. Like, do you feel like he was he was watching you from up above? Uh, somewhat. Not. I mean, not. That, I don't feel like you know. Like, there's a voyeur up there. Sure, it's more, sure. It's sure. more of the. Uh, he'll find out eventually. He'll find out eventually, or like if your room, if you had some roommates and they have a girlfriend over, and you could hear them having sex in the next room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, it's kind of like sure. A, you, yeah, you know what's going on. Yeah, I know what they're doing. It's like, are you are you still a man of God? No, I am. I would now consider myself. Um, I have some atheistic friends that hate this, but I consider myself agnostic because yep. in their view, there's only two ways. It's either agnostic or atheist. Or there's, excuse me, there's either theist or atheist. Mm-hmm. I've had some experiences in my life that prevent me from going full on, there is a God, and I've had some experiences in my life that prevent me from going, there is no God. Same, yeah. So I kind of I kind of straddle. I, I, say, I, I like to say I straddle the fence between belief and disbelief. Sure, right. So um, basically, I, it sounds like you came to this moment where you're like, I'm walking along, mm-hmm. trying to fit into this mold. I'm pretty sure I'm doing it. I'm heading in the mm-hmm. right direction. I'm putting all the pieces together, but like more and more and more, you don't fit into it yeah, until more it just more, explodes. Uh, more and more, I don't fit. And actually, one of the things that kind of pushed me over the edge, quote unquote, I got a job at a church. Okay. I saw how the sausage was made, uh-huh. right? And that just—I don't know. Have you ever have you ever read the book, the uh, Upton Sinclair's the uh, crap? What was that? Did it's the one he did in, in Chicago where he was like talking about the meatpacking industry okay. and how horrible it was back at like the 1900s. Okay. And um, I saw how the sausage was made. You know, I saw the grinding that was going on. I saw how they were beating down. I saw how they talked about members of the church when the members of the church weren't there. Hmm. It's like when um, you, it's like when I got a job at my favorite restaurant 
Oh yeah, um, you see, you see how they make a soup, which is just like I, open a bag I've and never, dump it in. Yeah, I've never been back to the restaurant since. It's like yeah, it ruined um, it for me. Yeah, I used to work uh, back in high school, back in uh, 1994. I worked for a little fast food place, and I, it's still around. I refuse to fucking go. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, totally. No, I know yeah. how they make the food. No. Yeah. I, there is nothing they can do in that restaurant to improve the quality of the food to make yeah. money there. Turn Me On will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, so, so fast forward then a little bit to the, to the time where, you know, it, the, the levy breaks and, and the pressure builds up too much. Um, and you, I, I did you lose your virginity to a, to a sex worker? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. I actually lost my virginity to a high school girlfriend while we were watching the little mermaid. Okay. <laughs> nice. On, on VHS. Yes. Nice. I, there, are, there are certain scenes in that movie when I can't watch it without going, <laughs> oh, that's a great memory. I love that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, so you lost your virginity well before you left the church? Mm. Yes. Okay. Yes. You I, dirty, I kind of, I, you I, dirty I, boy. I know. I just want to help with that. I kind of, I've kind of had this. Uh, it's almost a waveform as far as my like start off. You know, devout Christian doing trying to do everything right. Go down to the bottom and then go back up and down. And, very much a wave, and at that point, I was on the bottom side of a wave of my belief. Uh, that was just after my senior year of high school, um, and then of course it gets better, and it gets worse. "Quote unquote better, worse depends on your point of view." Um, but yeah, that was uh, it. Was well beforehand. Um, I had actually left the church, working the church, and I was working for a small company um, that allowed me to travel around. Uh, doing electrical stuff and I was actually working in Canada and I was at a, I was at a low point. I was in Canada. I was working, uh, the travel 
the problem with the travel was it does not allow me to didn't allow me to develop like a good dating relationship because it's really hard to date somebody when you're only in on the weekends and then it's hard to date somebody when you're at work when you're 300 miles away during the week it's hard to balance that whole dating lifestyle so i wasn't seeing anybody i was very lonely i was horny as hell obviously um and i had read i think what broke the dam was uh, the hotel I was staying at, they put the paper under your door every day. And I was reading about the Canadian Supreme Court had literally just struck down these laws like two days ago. Oh, wow. And that was the article. And I was just like, because, you know, I had, I had looked at the ads as spank bank material, quote unquote. Um, but I had never actually considered just because of legality. Cause I know, yeah, the whole legal thing still is a little scary. But I was reading about this, and it's like they're not enforcing it, and everything I was reading. So I went on Backpage. Uh, while I was in my hotel room, I found a, somebody that seemed really nice. I uh, texted with her a couple of times. She gave me an address, told me how much. I went to the ATM, got out the Canadian money, which smells like maple syrup. It's <laughs> um, my favorite part about living up here, you know. Is yeah. just, every, everything smells like maple syrup. You know? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like the Oompa Loompas, you know. <laughs> Oompa Loompas dancing around. Um, went and saw her. Um, it was a little weird because she lived in a basement apartment of a house. So she's like, park on the street, don't park in front of the house, come around back, knock on the door like three times or something. Whoa. And, uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah so, so, uh, so clandestine. I love yeah, it. It was very clandestine. Uh, went in, um, you set the money. Well, everything I'd read is you set the money on a dresser or something. You don't physically hand the money to, uh, that's the how they get you. Well, yeah, apparently. <laughs> and it, there's a lot of myths around that, but it's like so COVID. Was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't hand anything to anybody, but you can pet somebody's dog, and you find. Um, mm. um, or pet, or pet someone's cock. I mean, give or take, <laughs> one or the other doesn't. Yeah, matter. yeah, one or the other. Yeah. Um, set the money down. Uh, think we talked for a little bit, then we actually moved into. The, uh, the having sex. Were you? Yeah, we moved into having sex. Were you pretty nervous? Because I, I, I was I, extremely nervous. Yeah. Because uh, the biggest thing was, is I'm an American, working in Canada. Uh, mm. I'm only here for like two weeks. Um, what's what's going to happen if my boss calls and they need me while I'm pounding this? Yeah, right. This person that I've given, you know, I think I think it was uh, four hundred Canadian was the uh, was the price. Well, that, that's a... Uh, for an hour? Wow. Yeah, that was for an hour. Yeah. That, that um, seems like a lot. That is. High uh, yeah, society. That's, yeah, that's... Uh, and that's on the... Actually, on the... The low end? The low... I wouldn't say low end, but that's on the more reasonable end. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The, in yeah. my research, in my research, uh, I've seen like three... two seventy five three hundred dollars an hour in, Hal- in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Okay. Um, mm. I, I, I don't... I don't remember what I paid. I did it once. I've seen a sex worker once uh, just to do it, just for research for the show. And uh, I I didn't have full sex. I, I It was at a rub and tug and that the, it was full service was on the table. It was the offer was there, but I, I didn't go all the way through with it. I think I just got a blow job. Um, but I I'm pretty sure like I'm pretty sure I, that plus a massage I, and, and then a, a pretty like hefty tip. I think I it, it probably, probably came around close 300 to like, bucks. Yeah, it was like 200, I think 200 yeah. bucks for Yeah. I mean, the full yeah. service would have been more, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. and I I also too, I remember how like awkward and and nervous and like 
it felt so like, oh, what? Oh, what am I doing? Well, the the girl I saw was I was very fortunate. She was very um, she was very open about why she was doing it. She was like, hmm. I'm doing this not because I need the money. Yeah, I'm doing this because I enjoy sex a lot, and my boyfriend isn't giving me enough. Mm. He is well. He is aware of this. I don't know. Right. Now that I think about it in the back, I'm, I'm kind of like wondering if there was like some sort of like cuckolding type relationship going on there or something. Sure, right. Uh, but she was very great. She's like, hey, I understand it's your first time. We do this all the time. You're fine. You got a, you're very good at relaxing me and making everything seem as normal as it could possibly be. So, so in that process, you know, you start, mm-hmm. you start to, uh, you do it the first time. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it's kind of you know the the ice is broken. You've you've done it once. It gets a little easier the second time, the third time, the fourth time beyond. Um, what I hope it's okay to ask this, but like, what were the? Can you recall the 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 moments of of learning for you within those experiences that that enabled you to to kind of get past the shame that that you were struggling with like what what were the what were the lessons that you took from those experiences with with the escorts and and you know the other sex workers through through online work the biggest one was the first time after i got after the hour was up and i went and got back in my car i felt no shame i felt no guilt i felt fucking spectacular as a matter Mm. of fact Mm -hmm. i felt like a million you know i felt like a proverbial million bucks which is uh which is not what I expected. I expected to feel guilt, shame, you know, just hellfire, damnation mm-hmm. raining down on me. Uh, I didn't feel any of that. I felt great. Went back to the room, went to sleep, slept great for the first time since I'd been there. And uh, just the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, why have I felt all of this shame all of this time? Why? Mm. Why would anybody give me these or anything, any god or whatever? Give me the urges. And then say, "Don't do that." Hmm. Um, so it was pretty immediate. Then it was like right. It after was, that. Uh, yeah, it was immediate. It was after that. And I also, um, I had some problems. I, I, I am a. Uh, I don't know if you listen to Dan Savage. Yeah. Uh, you know, death grip syndrome. I at the time I suffered from death grip syndrome. That's where you you masturbate, uh, guys specifically, uh, masturbate so hard that they lose sensation. And it makes it very it makes it very hard to ejaculate or come uh, unless you're jerking off because okay. you, you've worn that groove in your in your psyche. Whoa! This is, yeah, so it was really I mean, it was really hard for me uh, to come when I was having sex uh, because I was used to having sex with my hand and uh, vagina, very different from a hand. Yeah. Um, and just that groove, and she she said something that just struck with me. She's like, "Yeah, I see a lot of guys that have this problem." And she's like, it's not a problem. You just, you know, just relax. Uh, we'll get through it. And we did. It was great. Cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I felt very fortunate. I have never, I've only saw her once. I never saw her on Backpage again because uh, I didn't get to go back to Canada for like six months after that. Uh, but she was fantastic. If, if you could ever ask for a first time, she was the epitome of the first time. Huh. That's, well, that's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean... Christians, you know, Christians are probably saying maybe she was sent by God. Yeah, there right. You're, she was you're a little, an angel. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, exactly. Your escort angel just yes. coming down to um, just release she, you of of all the pressures and yeah, and wash and, and, you, uh, wash you, wash away your sins with with your own cum. Yes, wash away your sins with more sin. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was uh, the yeah the relief and the change was immediate. Uh, again, still had processing oh. to do, but um, just like oh my god, I've done that. Does that make me a bad person? Yada yada yada. And then realizing that no, it doesn't make me a bad person. Does it make her a bad person for doing it? No, she has found a way to make money that she enjoys that. She provides a service that she enjoys providing, and she's allows her to make a little extra money or mm. make her make her living. Mm. This was one of the things that that really struck me after my experience with uh, with an escort, which was, you know, I I I went into that experience um, and with with uh, with the intention of of just exploring what it was like and and what what is there, what is offered, and. And how it feels to be in that position, and when I came out of that, I I, I realized that I felt I felt this um, this overwhelming sense of like gratitude for the fact that this service exists because um, I there and I, I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way because I, I don't mean it in any any sort of like. Um, like status way or anything like that, but it, it wasn't, a, it, I came out of it and I thought this, this isn't something that I need. This isn't a service that I'm, that I require, you know, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that I can, I can, I'm, I'm confident enough to engage in sex with, um, with, you know, people that I've already met in my life or, uh, you know, I have, I have two partners at home that I can, you know, that I can have sex with. I, I, um, like I, I'm not struggling in any way. I don't. I don't need. You know. I'm not like isolated and and don't have like you know social circles where. So, so it didn't seem like it was something that I need that I would need in my life. But I I really quickly realized how like how a lot of people aren't in that situation. You know, and and th- this is a perfect example of someone who, in your case, is like struggling with with the idea of of being sexually active um just purely through the the guilt and shame that comes with religion and then to go to you know to utilize this service and to learn something like that like that's what a what a what a valuable what a valuable thing that exists you know like again it just like reinforces that gratitude that that is there um and just another example of like the ways that that service can can provide for someone yeah, it was uh, it was a, a genuinely a great experience, and I, like I said, I would not be here where I am today if if that had not been available to me. Mm. You're you're currently in a relationship. Um, um, well, I am currently I'm Polly. I currently have one partner that I live with. Holy fuck! Um, look at you, Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, holy fuck! Look at you. What a yeah, what a one eighty. Yeah, it was one. I have, I have a partner I live with. I have. Uh, Two other partners and one girl that we're currently uh, got some NRE going on right wow. there. Wow! Wow! Look so, at you. Some work going on. I miss that. Uh, NRE. 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 New, New relationship. relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is very. We we've had one date with her, uh, and then she's a nurse, and so she went to New York to help out. So we we'll oh, get wow. to see her for eight weeks. So I'm yeah. just like, ah. Uh, right. You're, right. You and your and your live-in partner are dating mm-hmm. her together. This third, the nurse. We are, yes. Okay. We think. Cool. And uh, is that the first time you've done that together? It is, yes. Okay. So wow. you met you met a nice Christian girl uh, and moved in with her. <laughs> uh, I'm well. Actually, she 
she wouldn't call herself Christian. She calls herself a theist. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So she's uh, she's more of a deist, which is the uh, there is a prime mover, but he is totally disconnected from anything else. When when you two met, that like were you was polyamory a thing for you, or uh, or like did that develop as you guys started your relationship? I had already. I it was a little polyamory journey was a little weird because I started dating two people almost simultaneously. Um, one of them, she was open. She was poly. She's like, I've got like seven other partners. One of them, my primary lives in New York. I live Jesus, in she's like a bunch Christ. of grapes. Yeah. yeah, she, yeah. She just, how many assistants does she have? <laughs> yeah. Who does her scheduling? Uh, I have no. She's got the world's greatest student schedule. <laughs> and she's yeah, she's currently down uh, Memphis way with one of her partners. Uh, uh, but and then I started dating uh, my current primary partner uh, around the same time. Uh, she told me she was dating somebody else. Uh, she is also 20 years my junior. Oh, that means wow. you're younger, right? Yes. She okay. is, no, no. She is, she is I can never younger than I. make that phrase make sense in my mind. So she's yes. your junior? Yes, she is younger than I am. She's I'm 44, junior. she's 24. Okay. I'll wow. I'll remember that next time. Yeah. Okay. That's your live-in partner? Yes. Okay. Uh, and, and other partners, the age range is usually around my age. Uh, the girl we had to date with um, is 25. Okay. So, Is your partner, uh, your live-in uh, partner, bisexual? She calls herself queer. Queer, right. She does not care about a person's genitals. She is more attracted to the person as a person versus uh, what their specific sexuality may be. That's so great that her God is open to well, I think the, alternate the relationship of, structures. Yeah, the, the, the beauty of her belief is uh, is she can believe in God, but she doesn't believe he's he's actively involved in anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very much the um, like a lot of the founding farmer founding farmers. That's the restaurant across the road. <laughs> a lot of the founding fathers of the U.S. were deists in which they believed in God, but they did not believe he was an active, everyday participant in your life. Right. Which is very much anathema to the churches I was attending at the time, mm-hmm. the, the Southern Baptists um, type stuff. Okay. If, if you were if you were to say one thing to to our listeners, and and maybe maybe there's a listener out there who, um, I mean, chances are probably slim, but let's just say there's there's potentially a listener out there who who doesn't think that um, sex workers or or escorts are a uh, a valuable part of our society. Um, what what would be your message to that person? Um, well, I think we're seeing that a, a lot right now, uh, specifically with this whole coronavirus thing going on, is a lot of the uh, parts of society that we see and that we haven't valued, like like the grocery store workers, the people mm. who... You know, mm-hmm. All of the, the people who drive the buses, the people on the trains, the frontline workers that you wouldn't have workers. assumed were frontline workers until yeah, it all like, hit the who fan. The hell, who the hell was going to think before today that a grocery store worker is going to be considered an essential employee? Yeah. Until you go to the grocery store and they're out of toilet paper, yeah, because they haven't stocked. Um, I would say that it's like anything; they may not be necessary for you, but that doesn't mean they're not necessary for somebody. It's like it's like uh, insulin. I'm not diabetic. I don't need insulin. But there are people out there who are diabetic and need insulin. Hmm. It's. I mean, it's not obviously that life or death, but there are people out there who need that. There are people who need chocolate. If you mm-hmm. take the chocolate away, they're not going to die, but they're not going to be happy. 
Mm-hmm. I might be one of those people, but uh, <laughs> yeah. something um, you just said uh, reminded me of. Uh, do you know who Esther Perel is? The name is very familiar. She's she's lives in New York. Esther Perel. She's um, a, a love. Well, she's a. a, a a psychologist, but she does a lot of she does a lot of talking about relationships. And uh, she um, may have, I think, she, I think I may have heard, have heard her on an episode of uh, the Lovecast. Okay, yep, definitely. She's a big she's a big go to voice on and all mm-hmm. that stuff. She um she was did, doing an interview the other day or last week or two weeks ago. Who knows? Time <clears throat> is an illusion. Um, that <laughs> with Tim Ferriss, and it was like a two hour long conversation and and. Um, at one point, probably an hour in, she said she was talking about loneliness and she was talking about how people are lonely they and isolated, like so many people are right now. They can start down this pathway of thinking like, um, who's who, who loves me? Who would notice if I was gone? You know, that's like that line of thinking that can that can just spiral. Um, and and some turn of the lens so that that she was saying essentially you may not feel loved by someone but somebody needs you like we're all we're all capable and available to be of service to others and i think very much of the and the sex work industry of as i mean yes there's there's an entertainment quality to some of it, but but it seems like quite quite essential for a, a lot of a lot of the the clients who are mm-hmm. like frequenting um, escorts and things. It's like it's human. Like we need that to survive. We shrivel up and we die without human mm-hmm. connection. And for some people, um, whether it's 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 getting past like a, a mental block, I can't I can't do things like that to a good Christian lady, but I, it's something I want. And I, this person is like essentially an athlete in the sport that I want to engage in. You know, there's just so many, so many different, um, everyone should go, everyone should, <laughs> should use the services of an escort at some point. I think just so you kind of get a well, sense of yeah, like, I mean, just, what a even fucking just a, job that is. Even just to dip your toes in. Like, yeah. again, like that experience for me, um, it was very eye-opening. Like it was a very, I learned a lot about, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about, um, you know, it, it, I, I felt like I came out of it with a, a lot more like empathy and compassion for, for other, like it just made, it, it made me think outside of the normal realm of which I would, you know, naturally think. It's um, it's a safe space too. For, I mean, not all like, you know, trafficking and all mm-hmm, of the bad mm-hmm. stuff aside, like. I'm by the sounds of it, this, you know, but this woman who gave you your first experience w- with an escort was some pro- made you feel really safe, and mm. that is a that's a skill. That's a that's a big yeah, skill. Yeah, that is that is a skill. I'd say up up there with like a psychologist or yeah. a, a shrink who can help you work through your issues. Is she mm-hmm. was actually she was a for that brief time she was very much a shrink, very yeah. much mm-hmm. helping me get outside of myself and help me realize that it's not bad. It's what a beautiful way to connect with with a person yeah. that you don't even really know, you know, just mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know her, didn't even know her real name. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, Matt, this is uh, this has been really nice to connect with you. And uh, I, I really appreciate uh, your you taking the time out of your day to sit down and 
share with us your experience because I, again, I think this is one of those one of those conversations that kind of gets people thinking um, in ways that I think is really valuable. So mm-hmm. thank you for for being so generous and taking the time to to share your experience. Well, thanks. Thank you for reaching out and uh, uh, asking me to be on. It's been great. I, I'm really glad about this. This sort of two year. Almost three year uh, turnaround on this episode because it's really nice to, it's really nice to it was nice to read your first email and we responded right away that we wanted to mm-hmm. talk with you but but we weren't in your town and yeah. now we have this possibility and it's like we get to reflect on like a like turn on turning points in your yeah. in your yeah. journey. It yeah, is pretty cool. The yeah uh, this when I got the email yesterday that just immediately brought me back and realizing that I'm not the same person that I was but. I wouldn't be the person I am without without this event had mm-hmm. without the things having occurred. Imagine that trying to bu- bunker that. down with one one when a good Christian household, and now it's you are getting all of the <laughs> love and. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, let's see. One of them's seven hours away. The other one's in New York, so I'm not going to see her for a while. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. You're, you're not you're not alone there. There's, uh, uh, yeah. there's a lot of loneliness happening right now. Yeah, there is indeed. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, I have uh, I also have my little furry friend over there who's very supportive. Oh, yeah, dogs are totally. the best. It, it's yes, so yes. funny how <clears throat> everyone's dog has just like all of a sudden become a support dog, a support yes. animal. Like, and, and all the dogs are like, "Oh, this is great." The oh, dogs yeah, are I love so this, happy I love this right new now. job I have. Yeah. yeah, I walked out the door to I had to go to work for a brief to a work site briefly and like i was walking out the door and i looked back and Addie just had this look i'm like where are you where going the fuck are you going <laughs> <laughs> you haven't left without me for like four weeks where are yeah. you going yeah uh, what well, could you pass possibly have on right now yeah, <laughs> yeah right work clothes what are those <laughs> those are those uh, are going out for a walk clothes <laughs> uh well thanks again matt and uh, thank uh, you. yeah it was really great and Go thank ahead. you all so much for listening we hope you enjoyed it uh As always, we'll be back next week with another wonderful conversation with somebody new. Uh, But in the meantime, while you're waiting for that, why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review and hit the subscribe button and then go tell five strangers that you've done that and they should do the same thing. And uh, you could also go to patreon.com slash turn me on. You know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic and it's probably one of the worst times in my lifetime uh, to be an artist right now. Uh, really hard, hard uh, time for those people. And uh, turn me on podcast. Brady and I were, were, were a part of that group. And uh, you could consider your, us your sex worker for the next few months <laughs> yeah, if you want. Yeah, totally. So uh, if you want to support us, you can you can do that. Go over to patreon.com slash turn me on. And if you want to be on the show from wherever you are in the world, you can email us at turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com or through our website, turnmeonpodcast.com. Or if you have a brain boner, a little qu- a question that mm. you'd like our uh, very um, unqual- unqualified but deeply caring advice, um, we uh, you can send us um, a message through either one of those portals. Again, our, our website, turnmeonpodcast.com or, or turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com. That is it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.